The Cleveland Indians will soon be the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, what's going to happen at the inevitable Guardians of the Galaxy theme night? Uh, since you weren't here last week, Lydia, let's start with you. Well, I mean, if Star-Lord's any indication, they're going to drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, I know that it would be a major league team versus a minor league team, but if they don't play the trash pandas, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Tabitha, I'm <laughs> guessing Matt, <laughs> Matt literally took took my response. Okay, so I'll I'll go give you a couple seconds to come up with a backup. Um, <laughs> obviously, all of the bats are going to be made from Groot. Aww. Aww. <laughs> come up with something different. No, I'm too mad at Matt right now. I can't think. <laughs> I'm sure that's the first time that's ever happened. It never happened today or the last hour. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to put a time limit on that? <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. We have a lot of things to talk about. Um, I don't want to talk about this too quickly because, honestly, this is something that came up today, and... I know I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. I don't know if you guys have even seen it, but Scarlett Johansson's all is suing Marvel and Disney because of the whole like release in theaters and streaming for Black Widow. Um, I'm guessing that's messing with her money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tabitha, I know you were kind of shaking your head, so I'm guessing you know more than I do. Uh, I probably don't know more than you do, but we were actually talking about this while we were eating mm-hmm. dinner tonight, and. Uh, one of Matt's coworkers was like, is she, does she even have like a, or somebody knew yeah. was like, did she even have like a prayer of winning a lawsuit against Disney? And I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson while Disney has more money than Scarlett Johansson. She can still afford an attorney and she wouldn't have taken them to court if she did not think she had a case. So I get it. I like a hundred percent understand. Like if you're told something's going to happen and it messes with like, don't mess with my money either. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah, it basically comes down to she was getting a cut of the profits from the theatrical release of Black Widow. And because they released on Disney Plus, even though I guess Disney Plus made like $60 million, um, that it cut into the theatrical release ticket sales. Um, So she wants her cut from that. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm kind of guessing that this solidifies, like, we are not seeing Natasha Romanoff ever, 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 ever again, right? I mean, I shouldn't say never, but, like, I don't know. If I'm Mickey Mouse and somebody tries to sue me, I'm probably going to be like, hey, I don't want this person in my life anymore. I feel like a lot of people have sued Mickey Mouse before, and they've probably come back to visit Disneyland. She's probably not wrong. Because, you know, happiest place on earth and all. (laughs) Or else. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of lawsuits, um, Matt, you've got something real heavy that we're going to start off tonight with. And um, we are currently, I don't know, it looks like about three and a half minutes into the show. So, (laughs) try to keep it under 
56 and a half minutes. 56. <laughs> I think I can handle that. Although if I read all 40 pages that I uh, printed today, that's probably going to take us over time. But I'll try and uh, condense here a little bit. We're going to be here um, a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> Settle in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Story time with Matt. It's going to wander back and forth and around and around, and you'll never know where you're going. <laughs> I mean, that sounds just like my day, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I write my stories. I don't tell them because I'm really bad about that uh, anyway basically the state of california so, and part of their unemployment or their uh sorry fair employment and housing department um has put out a suit against activision blizzard over what they are alleging is a quote-unquote frat boy culture that created a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women the lawsuit also alleges the culture <clears throat> um, of constant constant sexual harassment mainly at blizzard entertainment Activision is named because they are the parent company of Blizzard, um, but basically this amounts to things happening at Blizzard um, that numerous, numerous female employees um, have stories and tales of being sexually harassed at a very lengthy amount of time. Um, Activision Blizzard's initial response was denying the accusations um, and calling many of the claims distorted and or false. Um, then a Blizzard executive, Fran Townsend, um, she sent an email essentially echoing what the original corporate statement was, um, that a recently filed lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old and out of context stories, some from more than a decade ago. Do you know what? Sexual harassment. It doesn't matter when it happened. It shouldn't have happened at all. Um, she stated that um, leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workspace. We cannot let egregious actions of others and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. Um, a lot of Blizzard employees came out on Twitter and social media uh, basically saying that they were livid at her statements with this email. Like, they can't believe that she and the company would basically just lie that these things hadn't happened. Um, a lot of Blizzard employees admitted that things like this had happened. They were not happy about it. They tried to do things about it, because they were, but they were not in a position to have really any say. Um, and then... Um, Blizzard's current president, J. Allen Brack, um, also sent out an email calling the lawsuit extremely disturbing and that he has committed to meet with staff to answer their questions and discuss how they can move forward. In his email, he says, I disdain bro culture and I have spent my entire career fighting against it. I have felt angry, sad, and a host of other emotions, but I also feel grateful to work alongside a set of leaders and thousands of employees who join me in their commitment to continuous improvement. Um, all of this came out. Um, Blizzard employees were backing all of the unnamed individuals who essentially have, you know, been researched through, you know, state of California and, you know, had the claims for this lawsuit. Um, and they're standing with all of their coworkers that have had these problems. Um, a lot of the, the Blizzard employees tweeted out things like, you know, today I can definitely say my employer statements do not represent my views, feelings, or core values. 
Um, they're hurt. They're, I'm unhappy with corporate response up to this point. I don't feel it represents me or what I believe in. Many of us have said this internally. It feels we're saying publicly. Um, they believe the victims in their stories. Um, to claim that they are factually incorrect and untrue is a slap in the face to current and former employees does not represent their core values. All of this spurred an action by Blizzard employees to stage a walkout um, yesterday, the 28th. Um, so hundreds and hundreds of Blizzard employees did not go to work, whether they were working in the building or working from home. They showed up at the main campus and just stood outside the front doors of Blizzard um, to show their solidarity. There are people all over the gaming industry that have shown support, tweeted, um, and said things. I mean, we're talking people from Bungie, uh, from Treyarch, who is actually also a part of Activision. Um, just like people have come out of the woodwork to support Blizzard's employees and the, I guess, uh, again, the, the unnamed uh, women that are, you know, uh, two part of X. This. Um, executives from Blizzard have also come forward being apologetic that they did not do more or, well, according to some people, anything while they were in positions of power. Um, and um, one of them, who was the ex who was the co-founder of Blizzard back when it started, um, he said that he is ashamed. And to the, the Blizzard women who experienced any of these things, I'm extremely sorry that I failed you. Um one of the other gentlemen that came forward and um, offered his condolences and apologies. Um, some of the industry has had a hard time taking him seriously in his apology because he worked with one of the individuals that was named in this suit, um, who is now a former creative developer at Blizzard, um, which they also have come down and fired at least one person regarding this um, already. Um, the really disgusting part about that is that the guy that they fired was creative director of World of Warcraft, um, and he's specifically named in the lawsuit, and there are documents in the lawsuit stating his behavior among female staff was so inappropriate, his office was nicknamed the Crosby Suite, which was a misspelled reference to Bill Cosby, um, and he would stock a suite at BlizzCon with alcohol. He would harass and um, inappropriately touch female employees during the convention, um, take them back to the hotel room. Um, and at this point, that's all like from hit, like from his side that has been released as far as like what he's done. Um, but Blizzard has confirmed that he has been fired. Um, kind of sort of as part of that, um, World of Warcraft, their Twitter and their social media went dark when this all happened. Um, the, basically, the first thing that they said when they came back is that, one, he's been fired, and two, they are going to go through the world of Warcraft and begin removing inappropriate references. Um, so there's a character named after this creative director who everybody assumes at this point who they're talking about um, will be removed from the game, his NPC. Um you know, and if there are other they, World of Warcraft hasn't mentioned any other specific things that they're going to remove, but they know that there will be. <clears throat> um, the other thing that um, some of the layers, layers around the world, around the world um, have, come um, out, have come out as saying too, saying too is that is um, if you've played Overwatch, played Overwatch, one of the characters' names is Jesse McCree. Jesse McCree is explicitly named after, named after a developer. A developer. 
at at Blizzard, um, and he has been noted in a text chain referring to the Crosby suite. So they Overwatch players want McCree's name character removed. They want his name changed. They want some sort of action regarding him because he was an explicit part of this awful Crosby suite um, that happened. Um, one person said um, they want the developers to, developers to kill off the character or give him his real name, like basically change his name and pretend that you know that wasn't actually his name to begin with. As far as the rest of the world, what they've done, um, a lot of World of Warcraft players staged a sit-in immediately in one of the realms, one of the big cities. Um, they, a lot of the players are what they call sublocked, um, which means that they have already paid for subscription time. Um, so in order to basically not give Blizzard any more money, any more satisfaction, um, those sublocked accounts, they had them do an actual sit-in in protest of everything that's happened. Um, that one... Um, when they organized that particular sit-in, they also started collecting um, donations. And as of now, they've collected almost $3,800 for Black Girls Code, um, which is a organization that helps um, African-American girls um, get into gaming industry and um, that kind of stuff. So, like I said, there's still so much more to unpack from this. There's so much going on. Um, the industry has rallied behind the Blizzard employees um, that were upset and ashamed by this. Um, it looks like there's more that's just going to come out of this as as time goes along, um, but it's it's ugly. Yeah. Uh, two things: one, uh, you don't get to fire somebody, and then at the same time be like. Nah, bro. No, nothing, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> Look over there. No, yep. you, no, you don't get to do that. Uh, second off, and I guess this is, I don't know if this is a programming note or whatever, but it has come to my attention that I was i was pouring some coffee, and apparently I also sipped some coffee a little bit too loud. <laughs> so um, I'm going to try to edit that out in post if you can hear it, but if you can and I can't, I apologize. <laughs> Grossest noises. <laughs> oh, the best thing is me and Tabitha just turned and looked at you at the same time. Like, what are you doing? You're going to have me self-conscious now for like the rest of my life. <laughs> I'll never be able to drink coffee the same way again. You were just like very slowly pouring it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you should have uh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like a little slurp. Mitch is over there drinking the hot tea. Like, <laughs> it's actually it's it's not hot anymore. <sighs> but anyway, back to the, the 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 subject at hand. I mean, that's just yeah, that's all kinds of messed up. Um, like, on the one hand, it's insane that that happens, but at the same time, like we've seen this in countless other. Um, places like workplaces or you know um what's the word i'm looking for establishments establishments no um, um uh i don't want to say genre of work but like that's that's yeah. genre is the only <laughs> word that comes up to my, like um you know you see this like in other types of you know fields and whatnot mm-hmm. like this is a thing so like i'm as sad as i am to say it i'm not surprised that this has happened yeah. at all 
No, unfortunately, neither am I. Like like you said, that kind of workplace, that general genre of things, essentially. Yeah, it it's so commonplace that women especially are mistreated in those. Like, it, it, this honestly doesn't surprise me at all. And it's sad to say that. Coming on, you know, I'm kind of asking the both of you since, you know, that's what I always do when we talk about, like, gaming stuff. Like, does this, you know, change, like, your thoughts or whatever on playing any kind of Blizzard game or Activision game or anything like that? I, I, I don't necessarily know about Activision because they're essentially the parent company. I have been a Blizzard game fan since essentially the beginning. Diablo, StarCraft, the original Warcraft. I mean, those were all games I played. Um, I, I played World of Warcraft religiously for a number of years. Um, I still have online friends that I talk to. Um, which is part of what's making this so hard for the community, the gaming community, is it because especially World of Warcraft, like these are people that you play with and you interact with even digitally on a daily basis. You get to know these people and to have to step back from this to like be sh- like because you're shocked and upset of what's happened. It's it's hard. Like some of these players have, have admitted that they don't exactly know what to do, which is part of the reason why this sit in they were asking for those sublocked characters because Blizzard already has your money. So yeah. the least I least we can do is to not actually play. So I'm just going to sit here and like, you know, post an actual sit in like, you know, used to happen. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. It's, it's rough. It's hard. I, yeah, I personally am probably going to avoid Blizzard games for a while, which like I said, is hard because those were some of the first, real games that I got real involved in. Yeah. Say for me, it doesn't really affect me personally. Cause I, I don't really play blizzard games all that much or at all really. But like Matt was saying, I do know that it's such a huge community and people are so involved in it and have such strong, like friendships and everything that I've experienced through other games myself. Like it would be, it, it's kind of like the Harry Potter thing. Like you're still going to love the content itself, but there's, almost an underlying like feeling of guilt to liking it now i feel like so i feel bad for the all the people that like you said have played it for years yeah. and supported it and love it and now all this is happening to it so yeah it doesn't affect me personally but i i feel for the people that it does all right well that said uh let's open up the pull list the first book that we're going to talk about tonight is star beasts uh it is out august 18th from oni press by stephanie young and allison lassiter uh, so Bandit is a puppy who leaves Earth to become a star beast, uh, and we figure out exactly why Pluto isn't a planet anymore. And <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds amazing. It, yeah. <laughs> so I only got a couple chapters into this book, but uh, the couple chapters I read, I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, I the the characters are all. You know, like, they are all unique, and they all have their different personalities, and I was getting huge Star Trek vibes off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one character, and like I said, I mean, I, I read so very little of it, I don't really remember, but there is one character that is, like, super sarcastic, and I'm like, <laughs> you are literally my spirit animal. I love you. <laughs> um, but Matt and Tabitha, I know you guys got way farther than I did, so what do you think? This is like Star Trek meets Octonauts. Mm-hmm. Which, it is. Which Octonauts is one of my favorite TV shows as an adult, and I am not ashamed to admit it. Um, but it's like 
all the cutest little like animals and they're doing all these little cute little adventures and they're you know saving the world but it's so smart like it's so smart and there are so many like I don't want it's kind of like a Disney movie where they like throw in those like very adult like pun kind of things that like a kid might not pick up on but like you do and you're kind of like <laughs> like the scientist is like a sheep and her name is Marie Curly. <laughs> and like she is just a jerk and I love her. Like <laughs> never related to a sheep so, so much in my whole life. Like she's kind of like I'm smarter than you, why are you talking? Um same. Uh this is just this is super cute. I'm almost done with it and I've I've really enjoyed it. Like I the, there's just so many little what's the word I'm looking for? There's just so many little like cute little placed things. I feel like Alexis, like cute little, um, but <laughs> kind of like an Easter egg. Yeah, thank you. Um, and they're just kind of everywhere. It's just, it's cute. I don't know. Cute is my word for this. And smart, cute and smart. Matt, what do you words. think? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean three if you count and. This is true. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. This is fun. It's it, it's quick. Um, I I think I didn't even realize kind of how smart this was reading through it and I got kind of towards the end and I'm like boy I kind of wish I had more background on like the characters and where they came from I'm like why like this is like like a kid's story why do I want more background I'm like that's why because it's mm-hmm. it's smarter than it like on first appearance it's smarter than it looks which is which is Same. fun which is awesome <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that kind of wasn't my favorite was the very beginning and that the mm. that bandit just leaves his human at home. That made me sad. Yeah. When I first started this, I was like, I was like, but why you jerk? This is going to make me cry at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's yeah, so better like... than some other things you were reading at work. <laughs> Why is it always your Which fault? I also opened that at work at, d- during when you sent that <laughs> message. And I was like, thank God I'm in a corner by myself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that lucky. <laughs> so uh, out now from Vault is Barbaric number two. It's written by Michael Morkai and Nathan Gooden. Uh, with art by Nathan Gooden. So um, Owen the Barbarian and his trusty talking axe uh, have, stormed, um, have stormed the Abbey. And yeah, I just okay. First off, first off, I need my hands on a talking axe. I just need that. Yep. Um, and it's snarky too. Yeah, oh, so yeah. so snarky. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get more of my thoughts in a second. Uh, Tabitha, what do you think? Um, every time that axe gets blood drunk and hiccups, like I was <laughs> laughing out loud. And like this reminds me of like what would have happened had like Monty Python had a baby with Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the vibe I got. And this was bloody. Like this was just like there was like a whole panel, like whole page of panels of just like blood, guts, and gore. And I'm like, okay, comic book, got it. Um, I like this. I laughed literally out loud like at least twice and every time the axe is talking and it's not like on panel the, the yes. bubble is in the shape of the axe and i was like <laughs> genius yep genius and it's like it's got like a modern twist to it with like the humor 
And I don't know. Like, I thought this was great. Like, that whole witch burning scene <laughs> in the first one that we had to read to get to the second one was just exquisite. Like, it was just, like, so well done. Like, this was great. I want more. Yeah. Um, yeah, this book is is a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, any book that's about a barbarian who, ha- like, has to do good, not like he's not compelled to do good. Like, no, he, he is forced yeah. to, like... Uh, cursed, I guess, is the, is the right word. Uh, but yeah, it's got to be two things. It's got to be bloody and it's got to be ridiculous. And this book checks both of those boxes. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, though, at the very end there, uh, it said that like the first arc is going to be concluded with the, with the yeah, issue. Yeah, I did. Kind of bummed about that. But at the same time, I'm glad that they are doing like, basically like they're telling their story and they're not like, you know, spreading it out, mm-hmm. you know, to have like a, you know, traditional five or six issue arc. If they don't need two whole comic books worth of filler, they don't need it. And I think that's awesome. Um, and I just hope that this is just not the end of this story. Matt, what'd you think? Yeah. The first, I have to go back to what Tabitha said. The first time that you got that like speech bubble that was in the shape of the ax. And I'm like, wait, you, Oh, that's smart. Like that, like I love that part. That was fantastic. I love the fact that he's a barbarian and his name is Owen. Like that just it 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 doesn't fit because when I think of Owen, I think of what is that? Throw mama from the train. And that like that movie and that character just don't match with the barbarian at all. Um it cracks me up that the axe's name is literally just axe. Like that that's all there is to it. There's nothing there. Um the witch and her powers with the tattoos. Brilliant. Love the way that plays out. Um the only thing I want more of, and I'm hoping maybe if not issue three, if we get another arc, I want some more backstory on where the hell axe came from. Mm-hmm. Because you get the story of the curse, I think it's in the, actually in the first issue. Yeah. Um and then all of a sudden you jump back to the present time where he's with Sore and the witch and moving on, killing people and what have you. Um, but then Axe is there. I'm like, I need to know where Axe came from. And also, who was Axe beforehand? Because there's a mention of that. Like, Axe says something about previously, like, in my past life or before. I'm like, okay, who were you? Where were you? How did this get to be I, I believe in his past life, his name was Axe L. Rose. Oh, that's definitely it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Nope. So I didn't read this, but is it bad that my first thought when you guys started talking about this was the old like Disney Channel show, Dave the Barbarian? <laughs> oh, I, don't think I'm I familiar forgot with that. about Dave the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like adult Dave the Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just an axe instead of a sword. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do some tra- let's do some trailer takedown. There we go. There we go. Um, I threw a lot of trailers at you guys this week, and then I kept throwing trailers at you week at, at you, and then I threw another trailer at you. So I first off, I'm sorry. Second off, um, so aren't aren't you guys glad I got pins down? Also, that pin. Don't don't steal that pen. Or maybe do steal that pen. I have a lot of them. It's just really nice. Right well, it's it. covered in literal dust, so I can tell <laughs> that you use it very frequently. <laughs> I, I think the cup is just dusty. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get my Swiffer out of my car. I'll be right back. 
the f- is it bad that I believe that she actually has a slipper in her car? Oh, she oh. does. <laughs> it's in the glove box. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you people want from me. <laughs> so, um, so we have a total of eight trailers that we're going to whittle down to one. Uh, the first one uh, that we're going to talk about, not only two animated series, but two Star Trek properties. It's uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Prodigy. (laughs) My goodness. Um, Versus Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, Lydia, let's start with you. Oh, okay. Uh, So with Prodigy, now you got me questioning if I said that right. Thanks. Um, With that one, like... I didn't get a whole lot of Star Trek vibe out of it at first. Like it was cute and it looked looks cool. Like I could see it being fun, especially for like a younger generation that has no idea about Star Trek at all. But I I didn't get a whole lot of like connection to Star Trek itself, so that I didn't get the name at first. Uh, Lower Decks, which is this is season two, right? That yes. Yeah. yeah. I I realized that I am now paying for Paramount Plus, so I actually can go watch this now. So. Watching this made me want to go back in and actually start watching season one because, you know, I don't have enough stuff stuff to sit and watch. Um, of the two, like, I, I, I want to watch Lower Decks. Pro- Prodigy just doesn't... It didn't catch my attention, so I'm going to say two for it and eight for Lower Decks. Awesome. Um, I liked the trailer for Prodigy more than I thought that I was going to. This is... Uh, definitely aimed for kids i believe it's going to be on nickelodeon um but uh but yeah like the trailer for this now see maybe it was like maybe it was just the music but like because with the background music and everything like i got the star trek vibe from mm-hmm. it. and that little slime creature is about the cutest thing <laughs> yes. i've ever seen yep. um we heard captain janeway mm-hmm. but we did not yeah. see captain janeway and so i was a little disappointed in that i forgot uh, about that Lower Decks, I loved it. Uh, I actually, this was the last one that I sent to you guys because I didn't even realize that they had released a trailer for it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just, I, I need this in my life so bad and it's coming out in a couple weeks. I'm so ready for it. Uh, but I'm giving seven points to Lower Decks and three to Prodigy. Tabitha. Um, Lower Decks was like the highlight of my life when it was on. Like it was just like... I was waiting for my episode. Like, I never wait for a TV episode because I usually don't care, but it's so good. Um, this trailer looks like season two is just going to be just as great as season one. Um, Prodigy, I picked up on the Star Trek vibe. Like, I found a couple, like, little Easter eggy thingies, and I was, like, looking for stuff, you know? And l- little baby Tabitha, who was, like, watching TNG as it was coming out, would have been like, oh, what an animated Nickelodeon Star Trek, but adult Tabitha doesn't really care that much. Um, so I'm going to go nine for Lower Decks and one for Prodigy only because of the fact that it's the, the little slimy guy is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, I definitely enjoyed the trailer for Prodigy. Um, I definitely got the Star Trek vibe. Um, I love the different creatures, the characters, the aliens. Um, had a good feel to it. I like the animation style. I like the idea that this is a lost ship that they're recovering. Um, you can kind of get that from the trailer. Um, but maybe it's my love of Lower Decks Season 1 that is going to skew my points on this. Because the first season of Lower Decks, I was iffy going into it. But 
we don't watch a whole lot of TV, and we waited for every episode to come out, and we watched it the day of, because they are just hilarious. They're fantastic. They're short. They're quippy. They're great. I need more Lower Decks. Can't wait for season two. Um, I don't know. Boimler. <laughs> Damn it, Boimler. Um, I'm going to go eight to Lower Decks and two to Prodigy. All right, so with a score of 32 to 8, Lower Decks moves on, and it's going to face the winner of Chucky versus Lamb. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm starting on this one. I know I've told my Chucky story plenty of times. I'm sure you guys can go back on past episodes and and listen to my Chucky story. I'm not going to bore you with my Chucky story. Um, but... Looking at this trailer, like it's you can tell it's gonna be super gory, super bloody. Uh, I'm 36 years old, and I think I'm finally at the age now where I can watch a Chucky <laughs> property and not be scared of it. So I am giving all of my points to Chucky because I have no, and if I edit this out, cool, if I don't, whatever, I have no fantastic fucking clue when I watched with Lamb. And that's not just because it's a foreign language movie. Like, I legitimately had no idea what was going on. So it gets zero points. Tabitha. Okay, so my notes (laughs) that I took while we were watching these trailers. Uh, Chucky, uh, y'all, I want fall so bad. I honestly was real geeked at the Halloween vibes because I am over the heat. Like, if the sun went away, I'd be happy. Um, Also, I like Chucky. Like... I was the kid who liked Chucky. Uh, so Chucky and Teenagers gives me like those like super campy vibes. Like the CGI for Chucky was a little creepy, but I can deal with it. It's fine. I laughed a couple times. Lamb, my notes literally say. The French toast. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by all I know is that I want a baby lamb to raise us my own and hope I'm lucky enough to have it become evil and it will kill my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to give two to the possibility of having a baby lamb that will kill my enemies and eight to Chucky. <laughs> Who will kill your enemies. Who will kill my enemies. But <laughs> and I don't probably have to, some of your friends. Right. And I don't have to raise Chucky, though. Like, Chucky just, you know, exists. A lamb I got to, like, model feed and change his diaper. And, you know, it feels like a lot of work. Lydia. I'm just, I, I'm so happy that I'm not the only one that watched the trailer for Lamb and literally said, The French toast. I, yeah, I was sitting there going, okay, is it, wh- okay, she's got, she saved the lamb, and what, wh- what, what is happening? Like, I, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I got nothing. And then Chucky, my first thought going into it was, yay, <coughs> bless you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's allergic to wool. <laughs> that was uh, a bad joke. Uh, oh, I oh, forgot my bell! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you say ding? It's a ding. <laughs> uh, anyway, my first thought when I saw there was another trailer for Chucky was, yay, another Chucky movie to haunt my nightmares. But like, re- I realized it was a series, which sounds a lot of fun. And then I watched it, and like Tabitha said, I laughed at certain points, and now I kind of want to sit down and watch a trailer of Chucky. I do not want to watch whatever the hell that lamb thing is so yeah zero for the poor little lamb and all for chucky matt are you gonna save lamb lamb what about it are you going to save it am i gonna save it yeah so far it has two points yeah so 
I don't know what this says about me. I really don't. Um, oh it funny. might be the headspace I've been in lately because I've been reading a lot of horror. Um, but I dug that trailer. Like, it was <laughs> like it was weird. He like, can't live with me no more. I know. It was like I not need, it. Not it. <laughs> Pick it. <laughs> Like, I knew it was going to be weird because it starts out and it's an A24 trailer. A24 does some weird-ass horror. They're the one that has done that Green Knight movie uh-huh. that's just coming out. Um, and I was kind of, like, going with it. And I was like, okay, this is a little weird. Something's not right. And then you got to the scene in the trailer where she's walking with the lamb. Yes. And the lamb has clothes and is walking on two legs. And I'm like, Huh? I need to know more. So, like I said, I don't know what that says about my headspace and the fact that I've been reading a lot of horror, but that... I need to know what's going on. Um, as far as Chucky, I don't know that I've ever actually seen a Chucky movie. Like, ever. Um, so, I don't know. It creeped me out. Chucky always creeped me out as a kid. I watch this trailer and I'm like... I'm, I'm not scared. Like, it's not creeping me out. It's a little weird. It's definitely got some campy vibes to it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm actually gonna go six. No, I'm gonna go seven for Lamb, and I'm gonna go three for Chucky. That coffee has made you brave. <laughs> do, do you want to come home with me? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was about to say, Tabitha, we're gonna need daily check-ins yeah. for at yeah. least the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. But even still, with a score of thirty-one to nine. <laughs> Chucky moves on. Uh, our next matchup is Card Counter, which is a uh, new movie from Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish. Um, didn't even know that this was a thing until, I don't know, yesterday or whatever. Um, and it's going up against the se- new season trailer for Doctor Who. We've got more Doctor Who, new- Doctor Who news coming. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um... So, um, Matt, let's start with you on this one. I know we just talked to you, but I saved you for last for last couple, so <laughs> I want to make sure I don't do that. Um, I am already ready for more uh, Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who. Um, I still have the New Year's special to watch from last, essentially, season, um, but I'm ready. I'm also super excited for this, knowing that these episodes, this series, this season, if you will, um, is going to be just one big story instead of like monster of the week or like short stories, like for each episode really want to see how that plays out. Oh, card counter. Um, that looks super interesting. It looks cool. I mean, Oscar Isaac is one of those actors right now that can kind of do no wrong, whether it's a nerd movie or just anything in general. Um, Willem Dafoe looks super creepy in this though. Like that's disturbing. He wakes um, up and looks super creepy. I that, didn't even recognize you. He was the uh, the prisoner, the, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't even recognize like that it was him. Drill yeah. sergeant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's. I don't know how that. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, who? This is hard. I'm gonna go six for Doctor Who and four for Card Counter. Tabitha. Um, so I had no idea what was happening with the Doctor Who trailer because I'm not anywhere near. Where this is happening in life, but I did chuckle a few times, and I love the fact that when the BBC does a trailer for Doctor Who, it's always got that like dry British humor to where even if you don't know what's going on, you're still kind of like, eh. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Even though you don't have a clue what's going on. Um, I would watch Tiffany Haddish count cards like one through 52, 52 times just sitting at a table because I love her. However, I don't usually like Martin Scorsese films. They tend to be way too like, it feels like they're trying too hard. And I'm interested to see Oscar Isaacs in a role like this. However, if I hate having to look at Willem Dafoe for any purpose ever in the history of time. Um, kind of looks like something that I'd watch if I was like super bored on a Sunday. So <laughs> I'm going to go with seven, all of those points going to Tiffany Haddish for Card Counter and Doctor Who. I'm giving three because I laughed three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously... Um, I am beyond ready for Doctor Who. Um, I'm interested in the whole whole season being like one story type of thing. Uh, I'm wondering how they're how exactly they're going to pull that off. Um, but uh, card counter, yeah, like that's that seems like just a really I don't know. It's it kind of grabbed my attention. It's not something that I normally gravitate towards, but I mean. A, the combination of Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish. I'm like, well, first off, like, I don't really, like, you don't expect for a pairing like that to work. Mm -hmm. But I really liked them both, like, together in that trailer. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah. And this is also, like, it's not a seemingly laugh-out-loud funny movie, which is something that Tiffany Haddish would be. And this isn't a, you know, extremely geeky movie, which is something that we've seen Oscar Isaac in a lot. So, I mean, it's it's a different role for both of these uh, actors. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still way more excited about Doctor Who. Not way more excited because I'm actually mirroring Matt's points. I'm going six for Doctor Who, four for Card Counter. Lydia. So, haven't seen any Doctor Who ever. I'm not gonna start now because, guys, I'm still trying to get through Supernatural. Like I I, I have too much going on. <laughs> um, however, like knowing nothing, this trailer. Like, it was fun. It caught my attention. It kind of made me want to go back and sit and watch everything, even though I'm not going to right now. Um, <laughs> card counter. I'm not even going to lie. The only thing that caught my attention of that trailer was William, William Defoe. That was the only thing that kept my attention. Um, so of the two, like, I'm going to have to go seven for Doctor Who and three for card counter. All right. So with a score of 22 to 18, Doctor Who moves on. Ooh. And it's going to face the winner of Ghostbusters Afterlife versus, I know it's not really a really a trailer, but it was like a commercial presented as a trailer, versus Taco Bell Fry Force. Um, Tabitha, you're glaring at me, so we're going to start with you. I hate you. Um, so I'm just, again, I'm just going to read my notes. From when we were actually watching these, um, Ghostbusters, the only part of this that I care about is the creepy farmhouse, Annie Potts, and Paul Rudd. I'd rather just have a new season of Stranger Things and Paul Rudd. Like, add giraffes, but add Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Fry Force, it's, uh, it, I roll. I live for mocking anime, anime, and I live for Taco Bell, but I refuse to get fries from Taco Bell, so therefore I am conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to give Ghostbusters... Six points and Fry Force four points because the number four is what I get from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I like how you have like a reason behind some of your numbers. Like I have to because if you like try to make me like rate something, I'll be here all day because I'm so critical. I know you guys don't know that about me. So I I would never have guessed. Right? Can't imagine. So uh, I am going to make this short and sweet uh, because at the end of the day, as much as I loved that Taco Bell commercial, that was phenomenal. um, It's still not really a trailer. And uh, Ghostbusters... Um, seems like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's Ghostbusters. I'm I'm here for it. So I'm going eight points for Ghostbusters, two for Fry Force. Uh, Lydia, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sad that the Fry Force thing's not real because that was like really well done. I know. <laughs> like that. That's like I want to watch that anime. So that, I'm I'm kind of mad. Um, Ghostbusters looks good. Looks fun. I like the little like callbacks to the older movies and the way they ended the trailer with him picking up the phone was mm-hmm. awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm mad though about the Taco Bell thing, and n- now I want nacho fries because they're <laughs> delicious. Um, <laughs> but seven for Ghostbusters, three for Taco Bell, simply because I can't watch the anime because it's not real. Matt, um, I am gonna follow suit with Mitch. Um, this Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer is the trailer that we've wanted for this movie since we heard about it. Um, this has all the vibes, all of the callbacks, all of the Easter eggs to the original Ghostbusters movies. Um, they've managed, it looks like they've managed to keep the same feel from the original movies. And that's just phenomenal. Um, I am a little sad that this fry forcing isn't real because that was actually a really, like really well done. Um, so it really kind of just gets two points because it's not actually a thing. Um, and then eight for Ghostbusters. I feel like when you have that pause, you should insert like the doodle like calculating. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought I was doing my math right. And then I was like, wait, that doesn't add up. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> so uh, with a score of 29 to 11, Ghostbusters moves on. Uh, so now we are pitting Star Trek Lower Decks versus Chucky. Um, make these real quick. Uh, I'm giving eight points to Lower Decks, two to Chucky. Um, let's be honest, as much as I did enjoy that trailer, um, if I can only watch one of those shows, it's going to be Lower Decks. Tabitha. Uh, nine to Lower Decks, one to Chucky. Matt. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, same. Nine for Lower <laughs> Decks because it just is amazing. And one for Chucky. Lydia. Not that it matters, but I want to see them both, so I'm giving five to each. <laughs> All right, 31 to nine. Lower Decks moves on to the finals. It's going to go up against Doctor Who versus Ghostbusters. I don't know why I'm talking like this now, guys. It's kind of weird. Maybe I've had too much coffee. Um, <laughs> Matt. Ooh. Um, this, is, this is a tough call. Um, I'm going to go five and five. I'm giving seven points to Doctor Who, three to Ghostbusters. Tabitha. I'm going to give eight points to Doctor Who and two points to Ghostbusters. I didn't know that you don't like Ghostbusters. Okay, so I love Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. This movie's just going to piss me off. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I can tell by looking at it, and I got to look at that kid from Stranger Things and his weird face and his bad hair. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm going to watch this movie. I want everyone to know the only reason I'm watching is for Paul Rudd and Annie Potts. I'm going to call it the Paul Rudd Nanny Potts movie. I'm not even going to call it Ghostbusters. I'm real salty. Lydia. I'm going the opposite direction simply because I'm not watching all of Doctor Who to catch up with it. I'm going to go uh, eight to Ghostbusters and two to Doctor Who. 
So with a score of 22 to 18, Doctor Who moves on to the finals. It's going to face off against Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, man, this is a tough one, guys, uh, for me. Um, I am going... I am going six points to Doctor Who, four points to Lower Decks. I really wanted to go five and five, but I think, gun to my head, I'm more excited about Doctor Who. Um, Lydia? Same reasoning. I'm not going to watch all of Doctor Who to catch up. (laughs) I can watch one season of Lower Decks to catch up. I'm okay with that. Uh, So eight to Lower Decks, two to Doctor Who. (laughs) Sorry, Doctor Who. Matt? I am conflicted. (laughs) This is a hard choice. I... uh... I'm going to go six for Doctor Who and four for Lower Decks. That's so hard to say. Tabitha? Uh, I'm going to go nine for Lower Decks and one to Doctor (laughs) Who because it's going to take me a minute to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because you have to get through Matt Smith to get there. Oh, God. So with a score of 25 to 15, Star Trek Lower Decks wins this round of Trailer Takedown. All right, guys, we are almost, well, we're a little over 50 minutes into this episode. We still got a lot of show left. Um, Talk so, fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drink more coffee. Talk faster. I'm almost out of coffee. And if I'm be real, real, and it might be too much information about Kanga P. But, um, <laughs> and, and, but the bathroom is way far up there. Uh, maybe I can install a bathroom in this, uh, in this studio. No, Maybe. thank you. No, because you're already making gross noises with your coffee. We don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't need. Toilet. We don't need any. We don't need any help. Yeah, we, we don't need toilet flushes recorded. <laughs> Fair. All right, guys, let's do some gut reaction. Oof. Gut reaction. And we're gonna start off tonight. I mentioned this uh, earlier, Matt. You've got some breaking Doctor Who news. We do. So we kind of knew this was coming, just because the last what three three doctors have all been three and out essentially. Um, we're going to get the same thing with Whitaker. Um, she's going to do three seasons and leave the series. Um, Chris Chibnall is going with her, so he will no longer be showrunner. Um, we are getting essentially a send-off. There's going to be a trio of specials, including an epic special um, in autumn of 2022. Um, Chibnall did say that basically he and Whitaker had a three-and-out pack from the very beginning of this thing, um, which is sad to know but not surprising um so that just makes me want that season that much more to see how they're gonna go out i'm gonna go thumbs down just because i'm not ready for them to leave this series even though i kind of expect it to happen yeah lydia i'm indifferent thumb sideways uh yeah expected it from jody um because yeah the the whole it's it's the trend um did not expect it from chris uh, i thought that he would be around for at least another doctor um but yeah and i don't know i the the whole pact that they had why didn't you just tell us this from the get-go i mean yeah. why why get our hopes up uh but still thumbs down i'm really sad about this tabitha uh thumb sideways because i have to look at matt smith before i can look at jody whitaker <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also have to look at Matt Smith before you get to Peter Peter Capaldi. I know. I just it's the looking at Matt Smith that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Matt Smith. It's just his chin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tabitha, let's talk about Sylvia Plath. Um. So Sylvia Plath's tarot cards sold recently. They sold at Sotheby's auction house for one hundred and fifty one hundred and fifty one thousand two hundred pounds, approximately two hundred and seven. 
$1,000. They were a 24th birthday present from her husband, Ted Hughes. Um, they sold for over, much like the housing market, they sold for 100,000 pounds more than expected. Um, they were organized in order with her poem collection, um, Ariel. Um, the first two symbolized major arcana and the next 10 minor arcana. There were four court cards and the final four reference to tarot suits. No idea why these sold for so much money other than someone's got too much money and too much time on their hands. I love Sylvia Plath, but I feel like she made all of this up and didn't actually believe in tarot. I think she did it for like a marketing ploy, <laughs> which props to her. You've been dead for a long time and it's still working. So thumbs up, girl. <laughs> Matt. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs down just because that is so much money for a set of tarot cards. Even if it was Sylvia Plath that used them or had them. So Lydia. Yeah, I agree. Thumbs down. That is way too much money for something like that. I don't care whose they are. I mean, Sylvia Plath, more like Sylvia paid. Thumbs up. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I got to remember my bell. I'm just... <laughs> Put it in the car. Yeah. Leave it there. So (laughs) James Gunn has pitched a Marvel DC crossover. um, And he says that the higher ups at both Marvel and DC are open to the idea. Um, He wants to do a Groot and Harley Quinn movie. (laughs) 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 Uh, He said... He said, quote, I've actually talked about that to the heads of both Marvel and DC, but, you know, it's like they, you know, everybody's open to everything, but whether anything would ever happen, who knows? Um, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. Ain't never going to happen. I'm sorry, James Gunn. Um, but if anybody could make it happen, it's him. And I don't know. I mean, the 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 prospect of the two characters themselves, I mean, could be interesting, but still thumb sideways. Tabitha. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. <laughs> You're just going thumbs down because Harley Quinn is involved. No, it's stupid. Like, there's a reason they're separate things. Like, also, like, I feel like you're just going to make Marvel movies worse if you start trying to throw DC things into them. <laughs> you're not wrong. No. Um, I feel like Groot's going to be offended by Harley Quinn's bat. Thumbs down. Oh. Lydia. I'm sorry. If you're going to give me a Harley Quinn movie mixed with a Marvel movie, give me Harley Quinn and Deadpool. Thank you. Oh, yeah. 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 So thumbs down just for the weird pairing that you want to do. <laughs> uh, Matt, let's talk about uh, Mandalorian news. Um, so if you've seen Mandalorian season two, you know about the giant reveal, the guest appearance at the end of season two. Um, Luke Skywalker shows up. Spoiler. Sorry. Um, Shouldn't you say spoiler first? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, usually like me to do things out of order. Um, anyway, a YouTuber by the name of Shamuk um, created a deep fake of the Luke Skywalker appearance in The Mandalorian. <clears throat> uh, took him four days to do. He improved on the um, CGI that, and the de-aging that they did in the show um, so much that it had... 2 million views on YouTube and got the attention of ILM. Um, he recently posted on his YouTube channel that he will be going back to doing videos, but he had to get uh, acclimated to his new job at ILM. Um, ILM then confirmed, yes, they have hired him based on the work that he did for YouTube video. Uh, so he got a dream job by screwing around and putting a video on YouTube. Good for him. 
that's awesome. I also love the fact that ILM is taking notice of some of this stuff, like in popular culture, outside of like their office, um, and finding talent to use for that. So thumbs up. Lydia. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That is awesome that somebody basically went, hey, I'm bored. What can I do? I, I can go improve this thing mm-hmm. and did it in four days when it probably took them like weeks or months <laughs> to de-age him and get the CGI yep. to even look halfway decent. So like good for him for doing that and getting a job like that. And thumbs up, dude. You win. Yeah. Good on you, Shamook. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Tap them. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, thumbs up. ILM, this dude, like, just, yeah, all around. Tabitha, let's go to the Baby, no- Baby Yoda News Desk. Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you need some water? <laughs> yes, but um, again, going back to that whole gotta pee thing, so... <laughs> so sorry um me too can this episode get like a tmi warning <laughs> i mean it's already getting parental guidance <laughs> thanks lamb <laughs> um a poster has revealed baby yoda levitating pieces of a lightsaber with luke skywalker behind him um luke hovers a yellow kyber crystal matt made my notes guys i'm a mess um (laughs) above his own palm the poster is titled size matters not uh favreau has admitted to it being sacred scared until the airing of luke's appearance because keeping secrets in the industry is so difficult so basically i just want i just i want a baby yoda show like i don't even need the mandalorian anymore like i just need a baby yoda show so I'm giving the image thumbs up. I'm giving Baby Yoda thumbs up. I'm giving a thumbs down to the fact that we don't know how much Baby Yoda we're going to get in the next season. <laughs> Matt. Um, this poster is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is another one of those like fan-created things, which I just think is fantastic. Um, and I apologize. I suck and didn't put this in your own notes. Um, but they did mention in the article that um, it's a fun play on the luke yoda Mm -hmm. um so you've got baby yoda and luke um you know training so um i think it's awesome thumbs up lydia i didn't see it but it sounds cute (laughs) we need more baby yoda and i need to watch mandalorian again long ass list of shows i need to watch (laughs) i I digress uh thumbs up yeah thumbs up uh this poster is real cute and um yeah i just want to see like the adventures of luke and baby yoda it'd be it'd be great uh, so, Resident Evil is turned 25, and to celebrate, Capcom um, has unveiled uh, <laughs> fragrances based on Chris Redfield, Leon S. Kennedy, and Jill Valentine. Um, so, Chris's fragrance is, has hints of cloves and black pepper. Um, Leon's is a citrusy blend designed to create a refreshing, cool feel. And Jill's is a sweet smell reminiscent of fruit. Um this is only available on the Japanese Capcom store and sells for 6,380 yen or about $58. Um, I'm giving this a thumbs down. I don't need um, fragrances based on any video game. That's just that's just weird. Uh, yeah, no, no, thumbs down. Tepitha. I've not played Resident Evil, but I've seen people play Resident Evil, and I'm pretty sure none of those people smell like that after running around <laughs> killing, <laughs> killing stuff all the time. I mean, we all like to think we smell nice, but we all know what we smell like when we've been running around doing stuff. (laughs) 
it's not like that. Um, also, that's expensive, even in U.S. dollars. And just no, no thumbs down. Matt, um, I'm gonna go thumb sideways because at least they didn't make them smell like decay. Yeah, you're right. Lydia. Mm, First off, like, <laughs> knife in the heart, I feel old now. Um, second, yeah, my first thought was what Tabitha said when you said Resident Evil and fragrances, which was, like, death and grossness. And I'm like, this sounds like a horrible idea. The actual sins don't sound much better. So, no thank you. I'll, I will keep my 50-something dollars or however many yen. Thumbs, thumbs down. <laughs> Uh, Matt, we're going to keep with the game theme and what they do at the Olympic opening ceremonies. Um, so the a lot of the music that was included in the um, Olympic Games opening ceremony um, was from video games. Um, they did that to remind essentially the world uh, some of history's most iconic games have come from Japan. They included games like Sonic, Final Fantasy, Monster Hunter, Kingdom Hearts, um, near replicant, which is kind of like a niche title, um, and even harken back to Chrono Trigger from Super Nintendo. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's awesome, especially to include that kind of stuff, because a lot of the Olympics is about, especially the opening ceremony, is about the culture of where they're being held, and to include that as a part of their culture, I think is fantastic. So I'm going to go thumbs up, Lydia. This is awesome. I love that, and I, I love that Kingdom Hearts is included in that. Also, Near Replicant, I think, is a uh, sequel, actually, of Near Automata, which is another oh. Square Enix title. Okay. Um, but yeah, that is, I, I love all of this. Thumbs up. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Thumbs up. Tabitha. Yeah, that's super creative. Thumbs up. Uh, Tabitha, what is causing Tesla drivers problems? The moon. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> Elon Musk isn't an answer. Yeah, right. Um, the self-driving system on Teslas is mistaking the full moon for amber traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> so as the car is driving towards the moon, it starts to slow down <laughs> because it thinks it's approaching a stoplight. Um, Twitter user Jordan Nelson pointed out the flaw to Elon Musk in a tweet. I don't know what the response was, but or if there was one. Um, and also, something I didn't know, self-driving is not a free service. You do have to pay it yeah. per month yeah. in addition to paying for your car. Oh, yeah. it's not From cheap. $100 to $200 a month, depending on your car. But yeah, you have to pay for it for it to stop at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> My thumb is down. That's going to cause an accident. <laughs> Matt. You know, not that you're going to foresee every programming issue when you put something like this together, but I don't know. Something says that your self-driving system should be able to recognize it between a yellow stoplight and the moon. So thumbs down. Lydia. Congratulations. You turned your car into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> going to come out with a car named a lichen. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna go thumbs sideways just because this is highly amusing. Like <laughs> I agree, it's gonna like cause an accident, but yeah, that that was my first thought. Is oh, the car's it's a werewolf. It, it's afraid of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, have you guys seen the new Masters of the Universe on Netflix? Mm -mm. No, not okay. yet. 
Okay. I'm sad about that. But okay. No. Um, all right. I'm going to try to not spoil this. So I mean, I kind of know a little bit about the first and second episodes. So okay. That's not going to spoil anything. Okay. So um, people have been review bombing Masters of the Universe uh, because of things that happened in the first couple of episodes uh, or even just as the the whole season as a whole. Uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like 36%. Um, basically, people are calling it woke and whatnot and, you know, things that people on the internet get annoyed with whenever. Um, <laughs> they are also upset because they're kind of like saying like, hey, this is not the Masters of the Universe that we wanted. This isn't, you know, the... the they, they I guess they kind of s- feel slighted because this series has more of a focus on Tila than it does um, He-Man. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, people also thought that Kevin Smith was lying because, like, they kind of thought that that's where they were going. And then Kevin Smith was like, uh, no, it's not. It's going to be all about He-Man, 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 He-Man. But then it wasn't. Um, but Kevin Smith did say this on the whole people complaining about it being woke. Uh, it says... He said, quote, I'm like, all right, great. Uh, so the original cartoon were, uh, so was the uh, original cartoon that we're sequelizing. Go watch it again. Uh, there are girls in every episode. Deal with it. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, I'm giving a thumbs up to Kevin Smith. Thumbs down to the, you know, snowflakes on the internet who are upset about this. Um <laughs> It's not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's just called Masters of the Universe. And also, let's be honest, Mattel has, you know, they are behind this. Do you really think that they are going to completely erase He-Man? No. Let the story breathe. He-Man will be there. I promise. (laughs) And if he's not, I I mean, I'm not. I have nothing to back up my promise, but whatever. (laughs) Tabitha. Um, yeah, we have not started this yet. Thumbs up to Kevin Smith, though, for his response. Like, I love the internet, but sometimes, man, I just want to punch everybody on it. Um, yeah, thumbs up. Matt. I, yeah, we haven't started this yet, but I have always had confidence in what Kevin Smith is going to do with this property, just because who he is, um, and the respect that he has for like 80s pop culture like that's what he grew up with so he's going to do i feel like he's still going to do justice to this series um so thumbs up to kevin smith and his response thumbs down to the stupid internet and the people that are there lydia i think he man is strong enough to let some other characters like have a little bit of a spotlight so i think everyone needs to chill out um, but yeah, thumbs up to Kevin Smith and thumbs down to the general population because people suck. <laughs> uh, Tabitha, last story for gut reaction. Let's talk about the Wheel of Time poster. Um, so we didn't get a trailer, but we did get a poster. Um, we know that we have a release date of November of 2021, which is very soon considering I really want to reread the first book of the series, which is almost a thousand pages long. So it's kind of putting me in a time crunch. Um, they have already begun filming season two. Um, the poster, uh, does show Roseman Pike is Moraine. Um, and then... It's like her standing in front of a way gate. The bottom left uh, has like these hues that look like the one power. So like we kind of, it's based on a book. We know what this 
show is going to be about. But like, it looks like they're following it a lot more closely than originally anticipated because this is a high fantasy, like early 90s, late 80s written fiction novel. Like this is, this is not, you know, this is not new. This is not something you could toss on ABC Family and it look right. Like it's just not one of those fantasy shows. So I was originally kind of worried that they weren't going to do what this needs. But based on like what has been leaked on the internet and stills and this poster, I think they, I think they got it right. So I'm giving this a very cautious thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, I um, have not read the book. We're kind of planning on getting that. You're rereading it and I'm going to read it before the series premieres. Um, but uh, this is, I mean, there's like 13 books to this series. So this is like a huge grand project. Um, and to see the internet's response to this poster being positive, um, and there's some hardcore fans out there for this book series, um, I'm going to go thumbs up that they might have actually gotten this right. Lydia. I also have not read it, but the poster looks cool. And if the people that are huge fans of this think that it is looking great, then I'm happy that they're happy. So thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, basically, well, Lily, Lily, Lydia, Jesus. So, so I've well, never. Next time, you have less coffee, <laughs> <laughs> less less bathroom problems, and yeah. less blah, 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 whatever it is that's happening here. <laughs> that you know right I, i've heard my name mispronounced and i've seen it spell a variety of weird ways but that that's a new one <laughs> matt write that down that's a good character name for a book <laughs> <laughs> lilia lilia anyway but yeah to echo what what she said um <laughs> i have not read the book uh, I am yeah. not going to read the book before the series comes out. Um, but if you guys are happy, I'm happy. So thumbs up. All right, guys. So this we've got time for one more story. Um, this is a fun one. Um, so rapper, I'm guessing I've never even heard of him until I read about this article. Uh, so Lil Uzi Vert. That's L-I-L space U-Z-I space V-E-R-T. Lil Uzi Vert. Um, so is this, is this like one of those memes where you come up with a rapper name? <laughs> like, a, it's like a green gun and like only half of it's in French. <laughs> <laughs> so Lil Uzi, uh, trended on social media, um, on July 21st after singer Grimes said that, uh, Mr. Vert was buying a planet, the first human to legally buy a planet. So in comes Franz Vonderdank, uh, who's a. <laughs> <laughs> this, this can't be what? real. <laughs> this is made up. <laughs> did you make this up? <laughs> no, I, I did not. I don't, don't believe, believe you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is a professor of space law at University of Nebraska Lincoln? Said that uh, space quote. Law? That's a thing. <laughs> Guys, did I? Is this a real story? <laughs> did I get punked? <laughs> No, because I was going to share this story until I saw that you shared it. Maybe you both got punked. (laughs) Well, we're going to go with this. So we're invested at this point. Oh, Lord. So Professor Vonderdunk. uh, (laughs) Wait, wait. 
Lilia Vonderdunk. I have a whole new character. So you see, something good has come out of this. Oh, God. Um, if you make that character even remotely resemble me, I will hit you. <laughs> At least let the character have green hair. Yes. So... <laughs> So Franz said, uh, quote, if, if someone sold him a planet or thinks he owns this planet in the normal mm-hmm. sense of the word, it's simply not true. It's fraud. Um, so the 1967 Outer Space Treaty forbids all nations and their citizens from claiming territory in outer space. Um, so I guess the, I'm assuming that also includes like, you know, like those like, oh, so and so named a star after me. Like, I, I'm assuming that those aren't real either. Mm-hmm. So the planet in question is Wasp 127b, which is an exoplanet discovered in 2016. Um, according to one astrophysicist, the cl- cost to purchase Earth uh, would be around five quadrillion dollars. So hopefully, the deal um, that Lil Uzi got for Wasp 127b uh, was out of this world. Um, <laughs> Ding! Oh my god. <laughs> So mad I forgot my bell. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, who who do you even go to to buy a planet? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's going to end up with one, it's going to be Jeff Bezos. I mean, you're not wrong. Mm. Also, my... You said to legally buy a planet. Is there a way to illegally buy a planet? Yeah, it's the it's black, black market. It's the black hole market. <laughs> it's the black hole market. The black yes. hole market. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> and yet you keep coming back. Not here, like here, like <laughs> the space rock we're on. I hate it here. <laughs> so Tabitha does not want to buy Earth. No, no. I got the choice of any planet. It's not Earth. <laughs> One very uninhabited. So Pluto? That'll work. No, there's I, krill on Pluto. <laughs> I'm just saying there there's a Uranus joke in there somewhere. Ding! Oh my god! Where's my bell? <laughs> That's what, four for me tonight? Yeah. 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 Okay. And you've deserved every one of them. And a couple that I didn't give you because I just didn't feel that necessary. All right, so oh my be- God. <laughs> Before I get in any more trouble. That's not possible. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm sure. <laughs> so that is going to do it for this episode of Geek Awakens. Um, even though this is our second episode back, uh, we're going to take next week off. Um, so we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, in the meantime, Follow us on social media. We'll be posting stuff throughout the week. Uh, while you're there, give us some feedback. Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Um, any questions, comments, or concerns, then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. From all of us here at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.